This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1293, Investment Fees Are the Worst, by Wanderer of Millennial-Revolution.com. And I'm Dan, I am your host, and welcome back to Optimal Finance Daily. Glad to have you here. This is where I read to you from some of the best blogs on personal finance every single day, including weekends and holidays. And it's not just this show where we have this format. You can listen to all five of our shows covering different topics. Simply search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing me right now to find all five of our podcasts. But for now, let's get right to it as we continue optimizing your life. Investment fees are the worst by Wanderer of Millennial-Revolution.com. Fees suck, am I right? I know, such a bold statement to make. Fees are bad, from parking tickets to gym memberships to whatever the bloody Ticketmaster's convenience fee is for. Whenever I see the word fee written on something, a tiny piece of my soul and wallet dies a little. But out of all the fees we have to put up with, one stands out as simultaneously the most damaging and the most misunderstood. Investment fees. Quick, how much are you paying to invest? If you have no idea, you're not alone. Investment fees usually don't appear in your statement and are instead embedded inside your mutual fund and taken silently out of the fund's performance. Why would they do this? Simple. If you saw a line item that said minus $500 fee, you'd call someone up and scream at them. But if your mutual fund just goes up slower than it should, you don't notice. It's brilliant. And lucky you, we here in Canada have among the highest investment fees in the world. All mutual funds and ETFs have an embedded fee called a management expense ratio, or MER. This pays for the cost of running the fund, paying all those analysts and salespeople, as well as the cost of marketing and advertising, and is usually given as a percentage of the fund's total value. Finding a fund's MER may be as straightforward as just looking at the fund's webpage, but if it's not there, it's required to be shown in the fund's prospectus. As an example, I went to a certain bank's site and picked its Canadian equity fund. At the bottom, there was a tiny link named Fund Financial Reports and Prospectuses, and that led me to the fund's prospectus. When I clicked on that link, I saw a description of what the fund invests in, their top 10 holdings, and the MER, which is a whopping 2.39%. And don't think I'm picking on that particular bank for sucking here. All the banks do this. In fact, the average MER of equity funds in Canada is 2.42%, so technically this fund is slightly better, I guess? Sorry, it's just so hard to contain my excitement. Meanwhile, an ETF tracking the TSX, which, by the way, holds many of the same companies that Canadian Equity Fund over there is holding, has a MER of 0.06%. That's right, 0.06, almost 40 times lower than a bank-run mutual fund. Why is this important? Because any ongoing percentage fee eats into your fund's performance, and just like gains can compound over time, fees compound also. Over sufficiently large periods of time, a couple percentage points paid to your fund can result in massive differences. Let's pretend, for example's sake, that we went back 25 years and wanted to invest $100,000 in the TSX. So January 1st, 1990, we buy $100,000 worth of either that mutual fund with a 2.42% MER or the ETF with a 0.06% MER. On January 1st, 2016, what does our investment look like? In a graph on this post comparing the low-cost ETF and higher-cost mutual fund, you'll notice that while the lines start off at the same point, the difference between them grows and grows as the fees eat into our fund's compounded growth. And at the end, we are left with a huge, gaping chasm. 
that gap is worth $100,000 just in fees. And here's the wild part. For most things, paying more money equals better quality, right? An expensive car is better than a cheap car. An expensive laptop is better than a cheap laptop, etc. Well, this is not one of those times. Paying more does not mean a better product. In fact, when it comes to investing, the opposite is true. The more you pay, the worse the performance, because that fee just eats into your returns. So what should you do? First of all, if you're looking at a fund and you can't figure out its MER, do not buy it. Secondly, if a fund discloses its MER and it's above 1%, do not buy that one either. No mutual fund or ETF has a chance of giving you the performance you need with a handicap that big. Mutual funds versus ETFs. Generally, ETFs have a much lower fee than mutual funds, so a good rule of thumb is to always use ETFs over mutual funds. There is one caveat though, and it's to do with trading commissions. Mutual funds generally cost nothing to buy and sell. This is because the cost of trading is built into the higher MER. ETFs, however, are traded on the stock exchange, so there's generally a per-transaction cost to buy or sell. For TD Waterhouse, the cost to trade is $9.99 per transaction. They also offer low-cost mutual funds called E-series funds designed for index investing and with considerably lower fees than other bank-run funds. The Canadian Index E-series fund, for example, has a MER of only 0.33%. While we were working and self-directing our investments, we would dump money into our investment accounts with each paycheck and buy more units of each mutual fund in our portfolio. We were using four funds at the time. Bonds, TSX, S&P 500, and international. Had we done this using ETFs, we would have racked up $10 times four trades per paycheck times two paychecks a month times 12 months, which equals $960 a year in transaction costs alone. In that scenario, it made more sense to use the E-Series mutual funds to dump our paychecks into it, and then when that total balance got big enough that the higher MER started to become expensive, we used $100,000 as our cutoff point. We sold the mutual funds and rolled it into ETFs that track the same indexes to take advantage of the lower MER. But that was then. There are many more options for low-cost brokerages now. Recently, our readers have alerted us to a whole slew of them, like Questrade and Qtrade. And for Questrade, you don't even need to pay to buy ETFs, only to sell. And since it's gotten so many good reviews, we're going to try it ourselves and report back the results. So there you have it. Fees suck. Avoid at all costs by using ETFs. The only time you should ever use mutual funds is if the transaction costs are greater than the difference in the MER. You just listened to the post titled Investment Fees Are the Worst by Wanderer of Millennial-Revolution.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts, You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. 
Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. And that should do it for today. Hope you are having a great one and I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Thursday show where your optimal life awaits.